This is the Retirement Key Podcast with Abe Abish, founder of Abish Financial Services. And I'm Heather Branch here with Abe to ask for insight on ways that you can work to better prepare for your financial future. And the retirementkey.com is where you can find us and begin the conversation about your retirement savings plan anytime. We also have links posted in the show notes so you can just click there or again, find us at theretirementkey.com. There is a, there's a lot of uncertainty. The thing about it is though, on a personal level, on a micro level, we hardworking Americans, us savers, us investors, we have to manage whatever the world, the government, whatever they choose to throw at us, we got to absorb and figure out within our own space and prepare for our own financial futures in, in whatever environment we might find ourselves in. So that's where you come into play, the work that you do at Abish Financial Service and helping us create plans. Very important to note, not static plans, because with all these changes, our plans change in that That's process. Right. That's and right. And I think probably a lot of Americans are surprised to learn how much your retirement can plan, how much it can change during your retirement. Once you get there, you keep planning, you keep moving forward. Of course. Of course. Yeah. You want to make sure your life keeps up with your financial plan. Your financial plan keeps yeah. up with your life. I mean, you retire yeah. and... You've got grandkids, people pass away, people get sick, people receive an inheritance, you downsize, you've got equity, you might use that for whatever. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of things that change and happen and um, you want to make sure your plan is dynamic, it's flexible, it's keeping up with all your changes in your life, but also keeping up with all the changes in this crazy environment we're in where there's all kinds of things going on, all kinds yeah. of um, things that could cause volatility. Yeah, the stock market's just hit all-time highs again. The S&P 500 really? crossing over 5,000, which is awesome. Everyone loves when the market's going up. Man, we do too. Our clients do. Everybody does. It's just yeah. a lot more fun, right, uh, than dealing with negative 10, negative 20 or worse. However, you know what people say, Heather, when uh, markets reach all-time highs. So what that gives up? us a little pause, right? As a retirement planning firm, it's yeah. like... Man, we just hit all time highs. Well, what could that mean for us that, you know, what could that mean for what's around the corner? I mean, maybe higher Mm -hmm. highs, maybe higher highs, right? We hope so, but we need a plan so that if the markets slip and we don't have this soft recession, uh, soft landing recession, mild recession, uh, which is what a lot of people think we might have. But if we don't, is your plan or is your portfolio set up to weather that storm? Right. Well, let's talk about this idea of being able to weather the storm. And I think a lot of us look to some of the higher ups that we are surrounded by to get some insight. What's like, what's that guy doing? Mm-hmm. And the CEO of America's biggest bank position, how does he, I should say, how does he position his business for adversity? That is JP Morgan Chase's Jamie Dimon tells Yahoo Finance, he looks at how to weather the storms. I try to run the company such that whatever the range of potential economic outcomes are, we could serve our clients. We'll be there in thick or thin. So I guess my advice is look at a potential range of outcomes and challenge yourself how you feel about if those range of outcomes happened. And so you've really thought it through. This guy has, has the Abe Abish way of thought. Does he not, sir? The idea of we're, we're going to be there with our clients thick and thin. We got to figure out plans for our financial futures. And it's obviously good advice for a business. But this is how, as you, I feel, reiterate a different version of this, maybe in some cases, but the idea of how we should think about our retirement planning, is it not? 
Absolutely. And look, again, Heather, most of our clients are between the ages of 55 and 75, some even in their 80s, already fully retired, others looking to retire five, seven years or less away, sometimes months away with pension decisions and social security decisions. And so, and then most people in the DC metro area have saved somewhere in between maybe a half a million to $5 million. And we meet with a lot of people that have a million, two, three, four million bucks. And usually that is enough to retire with dignity and confidence. So if it is enough, we've now tested the math. Someone's come in, we've run the numbers, run all the reports. We have found out the amount you have saved, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, is enough to retire with dignity and confidence to cover your expenses adjusted for inflation the rest of your life. What kind of plan do we want now? You have won the accumulation game. You've won the growth and savings game. You've won the investment game. You've won the, I've saved the amount that I have needed to save to retire. Now what? Well, if you're anything like any of our other clients, and we have almost 1,100 clients now, primarily in the DC metro area, our clients are concerned, well, what are all the things that could mess this up? Mm -hmm. Higher taxes, maybe. Inflation that's stickier and higher for longer than normal market volatility and downturns, a healthcare event, an estate plan issue. I mean, making the wrong pension decision, making the wrong social security decision, all these Mm -hmm. decisions and areas of planning that we need to focus on that were not of relevance at all when we were 40 and 50 working and saving for retirement. So classic example, we just had a couple come into the office now a couple times. They're in their early 80s, about Mm -hmm. $6 million saved fantastic job. One of the biggest concerns is that the husband primarily is the one that manages all the money. He self-manages, has done a fantastic job of saving nearly $6 million, a seven on our risk scale. And the wife, one of the main concerns for the wife being a few years younger is, well, if my husband's managing all the money and he knows where all the money is and what we're invested in and uh, all these things, what happens when he's gone? That's why I'm here, Abe. I'm here because I want a local partner. I'm here because I want someone to work with so that when this happens, I have somebody to go to. So as we did their portfolio x-ray, as we gave them their second opinion and dug through everything under the hood in their investments, we found out, Heather, that they have 90% of the $6 million in stock. They're in their 80s, 90% of their 6 million in stocks. Well, that's a big reason why they got to 6 million. Okay. The markets have been, the markets have been straight up since 2008 minus 2022, right? The markets were down in 2022. They were up in 2023, but for the most part, the last 15 plus years, the markets have been almost straight up. This is a big reason why they got to 6 million. And this is one of the things I wanted to uncover. Like, are are we taking too much risk? Are we paying too much in fees and cost? Over 90%, just over, in stocks, in their 80s, they're comfortable being a seven. So they're comfortable going 70 miles an hour, not 90 miles an hour, right? So we we recommended bringing down the risk. There's no need to take on unnecessary risk. They're invested as as if they were 40 or 50 years old right now. Husband's handling it all. Great growth plan, great investment plans, but just taking on too much because they have way more than they'll ever spend over the course of their lives. As we dug a little bit further, Heather, we found out that they're paying too much in fees and costs for their funds, and their average fund cost was 0.73%. That's approaching 1% in just average fund costs, which means that a lot of mutual funds in their plan 
Now, you can have great funds in your plan, but if they cost a lot, right, those are like termites. The fees are like termites. Yeah. They eat into the foundation of your plan, eat into that internal return. So I showed them by being able to use stocks and ETFs and lower cost funds, we could drive that cost all the way down to maybe 0 0.05, 0 0.1. Like if you look at a Vanguard ETF, you know, what's a VUG, right? Vanguard ETF might be it might cost somebody five basis points, right? 0.05%. Well, that's a lot lower than 0.73. And when you have when you have six million dollars in your portfolio, we did the math on what 0.73 costs them. It costs them thirty-six thousand dollars a year just to own the funds that they're in. Well, what if we could cut that cost in half? Like what if we could get that down to 0.3? What if we could get down to 0.1? Maybe we save them a substantial amount of money per year, right? So we want to look at the risk, we want to look at the cost. And we want to look and see, is this the right plan for this final, for these final years of your lives? Is, it the, is this the right investment plan? Is this the right retirement plan? And for them, it's close, but they're, they're taking on unnecessary risk and they're paying more in fund costs than they should be. We discovered that all by doing a portfolio x-ray and analysis. If you are listening right now and you sound like this couple here in Loudoun County and you're like, you know what, Abe? I've got a good idea, but I'm not 100% confident and I'm not 100% sure of what I own. This is where you can find out what you're invested in, this portfolio x-ray. You can find out how much risk you're taking. You can find out what it costs you. You can find out if this portfolio is the right portfolio for this next season of your life. So if you sound like this couple in Loudoun County and you say, you know what, Abe, that's me. I, I've done a really good job of saving and accumulating, but I'm just not 100% sure of what I have in my portfolio, what I'm invested in, how much risk I'm taking what the cost is, and is this the appropriate portfolio for this next season of my life, then go to the retirementkey.com, click on the contact us tab at the top of the page, and we can begin to have these same conversations about your portfolio through a portfolio x-ray with you as well. We also have links posted in the show notes. So if it's more convenient, just click there or again, visit us anytime at theretirementkey.com. Something that everybody else is wondering about is the idea of the interest rates and what potential cuts may or may not mean for us. It's no longer a case of if the Fed will cut rates. It's a matter of when. And that's what Fed Chair Jerome Powell recently told CBS's 60 Minutes. We have a strong economy. Growth is going on at a, at a solid pace. The labor market is strong, 3.7% unemployment. With the economy strong like that, we feel like we can approach the question of when to begin to reduce interest rates carefully. You know, we want to see more evidence that inflation is moving sustainably down to 2%. We have some confidence in that. Our confidence is rising. We just want some more confidence before we take that very important step of beginning to cut interest rates. So Powell says, look for cuts to begin closer to the middle of the year now, Abe. Does that change your thinking on how you're managing retirement plans at all? Well, it does, right? And, and Heather, in the middle of any type of environment, there are always opportunities. So you think back to COVID sure. and markets went down. I mean, fastest drop in stock market history in March of 2020. And then look what happened after. Federal Reserve steps in, yeah. $7 trillion of stimulus, lowers rates down to almost zero. I mean, Shelly and I refinanced, I think we're at 2.75%. Like we're, we're never going to be in a rush to pay off our house in Leesburg, right? Mm -hmm. 2.75 is free money. $7 trillion went in. Stock markets leaped, right? I mean, they went up about 20% in 2020. Yeah. Went up another, what, 20 to 30% in 21 until we realized that the transitory inflation we had was actually permanent, not permanent, but 40 or high inflation and, and all that money going in 
too much money chasing too few goods was an issue. Well, that also presents opportunities because now that interest rates are higher, higher than they've been in my entire career, the last 21 years. We can now walk to the bank and get stuff offside, off the market, you know, four or 5%. You can get a 5% CD at Capital One or a lot of big banks, right? Right now, mm -hmm. right now, maybe mm -hmm. not forever, probably not forever. But the point is we can take advantage of these opportunities. And so we want to plan for the unpredictable. We want to plan for volatility. We want to plan for opportunities. And even in down markets and volatile markets, there are opportunities. And obviously there are opportunities when the markets are flying high. We want to pay attention to who those companies are, the sectors, and so forth. So we just had a couple come in, and they called into the show, came in from Germantown, Maryland, million and a half saved. There are five on our risk scale, but they're invested as if they're a seven or an eight. And why they came in, Heather, is because they have no plan. They also came in because they have products, accounts, investments, strategies that they set up over 20 years ago mm. that need to be consolidated and upgraded. I mean, if you think about these phones, right? Like this iPhone I have in my hand can now almost drive my car. If I just say, <laughs> right. hey, Siri, drive my car, that, you know, she could probably drive my car back home. Probably. Yeah. You know, not quite yet, right? But you get the point. These Close. things have upgraded. <laughs> yeah. Cars are now electric. I mean, they don't use gas. These phones are like many computers. You can think back 20 years ago. I mean, these things weren't around, right? These iPhones weren't around. Cars 20 years ago didn't have the technology they do today. Financial products and investments can also be improved and upgraded. And maybe they don't change drastically, but over time, they certainly can improve. I mean, you look at the cost of just mutual funds 20 years ago, what they are today, very high compared to maybe an ETF, right? Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. an example. And so they had no plan, products and accounts from over 20 years ago that needed consolidation and upgrading, if you will, high cost out-of-date recommendations and allocations and strategies in their plan that haven't been changed since the early 2000s. I mean, that was a different era back then. Yeah. So what we did, Heather, is we updated them into a phase two retirement plan. Both husband and wife are retired, late 60s. They needed a retirement plan. They had a bunch of stuff, that financial junk drawer we talk so often about here on the show. Yeah. Bunch of stuff, accounts everywhere. And when you've got 10, 15 plus accounts, I mean, it's hard to make sense of everything. Like, what, what is this thing I own over here? Like, what, what's in this account over here? And then companies buy each other out and it's hard to keep up with these statements as well if you yeah. don't have them down to maybe, you know, three to five accounts, something really manageable. Consolidation, phase two plan, both retired, wanting help with taxes, RMDs, distributions. All of this is included in a phase two plan. So if you sound like this couple from Germantown, you say, Abe, that's me. I, I don't look at my stuff often. I don't want to look at my stuff often. And I don't blame you. I want to live a retirement free of stress. I want to live a retirement personally where my retirement plan is set up like clockwork, out of sight, out of mind, cash flow coming in, allowing Shelly and I and our family to do whatever we want to do. That's the same for a lot of our clients, right? And that was the same for this couple. You know, this stuff stresses people out. Like accounts are everywhere. You don't know what you mm -hmm. truly own. It's like, how can you make mm -hmm. decisions when you don't have clarity, when you have clarity and you have more education on what you own, you can make better sound financial decisions. That was a retirement roadmap and income plan for this couple. So if you sound like this couple from Germantown, Maryland, and you say, Abe, you know, my stuff's everywhere as well. I want a retirement roadmap. I need to make decisions that are sound. I need to understand what I have and what I own more. I want to get that second opinion. I need that roadmap. Go to the retirementkey.com, click on the contact us tab at the top of the page. We can give you that complimentary retirement roadmap to you as well.
We also have links posted in the show notes. So just click there if that's easier. Or again, find us anytime at theretirementkey.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Key Podcast with Abe Abish. To learn more about Abish Financial Services, visit theretirementkey.com. And join Abe for his radio show, The Retirement Key, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. on WMAL. Investment advisory services offered through Abish Financial Wealth Management, LLC, number 310633, a registered investment advisor firm. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abraham Abish is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abish Financial Services, Inc., Virginia Insurance License, number 127820. Thank you.